Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 13. Yeah, and a Las Vegas restaurant put brunch on the map. They celebrate 10 years. We're going to talk about this trend and how it keeps on going. Plus, where Las Vegas stands right now as the shutdown continues in the wake of coronavirus. Welcome, everyone, to Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli. And I'm Sean McAllister. Uh, you know, since we joined you last, our uh, shutdown here in Las Vegas has been extended until the end of April. So, Dana, it's mm. good to see you, but unfortunately, still not seeing you in person. No, we're still doing our separation. Everyone's staying home here in Las Vegas and doing what they're supposed to be doing and working from home. So that's what we're doing too. And now, like you said, it's been extended to April 30th. So we've kind of got like a shift in our mindset and we just aren't sure at this point if April 30th will extend again or if that's where we're going to sit at this point to welcome back even tourists to our town. However, on that front, a lot of uh, the resorts on the Las Vegas Strip have already started posting uh, reservations that are available starting May 1st. And we're, we're seeing that and we're seeing a lot of good deals that are coming with those reservations, too. Yeah, the big question is, will people rush out, come on vacation, book rooms? But for now, like you said... The resorts are thinking, you know, May 1st is what we were told. That's what we're going to go up with. We've opened up reservations, did some research, and I just checked MGM Grand, Caesars Palace, uh, the Mirage, the Wynn, Sahara. They're all allowing uh, reservations starting on May 1st. And I assume the others, too. I haven't didn't look at every single property, but we are seeing some good deals, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, if resorts are allowed to operate i think that they probably will on some level even uh, the four seasons i just looked at, at their website they're offering a 500 dollars resort credit if you book two days with them starting on may 1st and i think that goes uh there is a, a window of eligibility that that goes along with that deal but still that's something that you can use on the spa that's something that you can use on any incidentals that you incur if you do uh, book two nights stay at the four seasons on the strip next to mandalay bay yeah i mean that's a that's a good deal i was looking at caesar's palace accepting reservations the first week back so it'd be the first week of may they're offering rooms at 99 dollars that week so that's a pretty good deal as well and i was noticing the win is offering first week rates at about 199 dollars. so you know i think people are going to be doing what they can to get people back into the resorts if that is the case but I think, like we said, the big question is how many people will want to go do that? We were l looking at a New York Times article, you and I just kind of sharing notes. And I was I was noticing that the, the person that wrote the article said, you know, will people be ready for a post-pandemic vacation right away? I mean, a lot of people aren't working. Unemployment benefits are delayed. Some people are getting a $1,200 check, but that's not, you know, really enough to. And, and will people want to hop on a plane and feel comfortable in close quarters like that? Well, and I think one thing is clear, and that's that once things do start opening up, they're not going to be packed 
casinos are not going to be full to the brim. It's not going to be like March Madness. It's not going to be like Super Bowl weekend. It's going to be a slow trickle before the faucet is turned all the way back on. So that might mean that, you know, some of these social distancing things that, that we've you know, come to get used to at this point, maybe some of those will still be in place once the doors open, you know, every, maybe every third slot machine will be turned on. So you're not sitting right next to somebody and, you know, maybe there will be fewer tables available at restaurants when things are open back up just because I think there is going to be some mental uneasiness that that goes along with getting back out into the public again. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the casinos and resorts will adjust. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there, but a lot of people that I know are in shows or gig or dancers or whatever are saying, you know, we're being told not till July to come back. We're being told not till September. We don't know if any of that's true. However, it could be a slow roll. It could be, let's just get open. And then, you know, maybe we're not going to fill a theater right away. So let's hold off on that. Or, you know, so there could be different things. I know the casinos and resorts, I must say, are really doing a great job on their websites, individual websites, and keeping people uh, up to date on what they're doing as far as, you know, preparing and also cleaning the properties and what safety precautions they're putting in place. So at least there's that really good communication right now. Yeah, and I know one of the one of the big hurdles to clear before people are able to get back out and and start spending money again is the fact that people need to make money again. And one of the hurdles that we're seeing here in in Nevada is the fact that the the unemployment system is just over overwhelmed at this point. Nobody can even get through on the phone lines. They they open at 8 a.m. and by 8:15 the phone queue is already full for the day. Right. And the governor, our governor, Sisolak, just had a news conference this week and uh, someone did ask him about that. And he said, you know what? We were not prepared for this mass amount of unemployment filings. You know, I'm just going to admit, like the infrastructure's not there. We're trying to hire on more people to answer the phones. They're overwhelmed. Please, they, he kept saying, please be kind to the person that you get on the phone. It's not their fault. <laughs> and uh, but um, and he, he basically said, we're going to have to be patient. I mean, that's hard. You know, that's hard. It's hard to be patient for a lot of these people. However, he did say um, that the, the money that you receive will be retroactive. So if you can't get through, if you can't get your filing through for another month, you will get the back pay. So there's that. Well, and frustrations are understandable because when you have no money coming in to live off of, right? you know, you're, you're really in a, a fortunate situation at this point. If you are able to even order out for groceries or order out for food. There are, there's a ton of families who aren't able to do that. And they're even, I've heard stories of people picking up the, the lunches that are being made available to school kids and they're having to divvy up that food for entire families. So wow. that frustration really is real and urgent when people say that they can't get through because they need to, in order to to just live. And I know that it extends beyond the unemployment here in Nevada. And that frustration expands into the the small business loan uh, relief that that Congress passed. Right. I mean, it's so many, it, everyone's dying to get on and get it done because A, we've got the time and we need the money. But 
that's not, that's not like it's a fast process or like you said, you can even link in. It's just, sometimes it's just done and full. The website quits and you're done. Some of these online applications that people are trying to um, apply for small business loans and things like that aren't posted yet. And, and so it's frustrating a lot of people and obviously concerning, but um, I guess it's going to have to happen, right? Or else we kind of can't stay afloat. So I hope that that day comes for everyone. I've seen some, a lot of kindness. Um, I know someone who actually listens to our podcast, a he or she, I don't know uh, the name, but direct messaged me. And I thought this was a really kind thing. He said, um, you know, I'm going to get the $1,200. And honestly, I don't need it. Like, do you know of anyone that needs it that I could give it to? Um, I thought that was wow. really, really nice. You know, there's some people who are like, well, you know, extending an arm if they don't, if they don't need the cash, they're in a good place, you know? So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what some people are doing to help others too. And hopefully that'll just keep continuing and maybe it can help a neighbor and we can all get through it together. And, and that just jogged my memory about a post that I just saw on, on Facebook. Uh, one of my friends who's fortunate enough to still be working in the PR world, uh, had a local church had dropped off a bag of food at his doorstep and he posted and he said, you know what, I'm lucky enough to still be working right now. So if anybody needs this care package that was just dropped at my door, let me know and I'll come and drop it off at your doorstep or if you know somebody who needs it. So, you know, the really cool thing is that we are seeing those those acts of kindness. And, you know, I hope that people are making a mental note of these things and that they'll continue once we do get back to a, a hectic kind of lifestyle. Right. And we're seeing businesses, you know, donate big, um, large amounts of money to help. And then also seeing celebrities. I, I saw, you know, Britney Spears giving away $100 on, she was PayPaling people, asking people who needed help, send her a direct message. I thought that was interesting. Saw that actually a few weeks ago. Then when I was chatting with Debbie Gibson, she was saying uh, her friend who's an actor, he's online. Um, his name's Daniel Newman, I think, I hope I'm saying that right. He was doing the same thing, giving out, saying, who needs money? You know, I'll PayPal huh. you, let me know. And then she said she was able to do a bunch of payments too to some people, you know, not tons, but if she could hear their story and say, hey, if this $150 can get you groceries for the family for the week, I want to help. So I'm seeing celebrities do these personalized things that are making them feel good too. And they kind of see the face that it's going to and know, okay, I'm helping this family and this is great. So we're, we're seeing a lot of that. And I think the world is going to be hopefully a better place when this, when this is all done. Yeah. And speaking of that, Lady Gaga, I know is going to be doing um, a, a big kind of at home concert with a lot of her, you know, celebrity musician friends, Elton John included. She's the godmother to Elton John's uh, little kids. And um, she's going to be doing this this online concert uh, fundraiser. And I think that even before they started, they've already raised like 30 million dollars. And that's all going uh, to relief efforts to, to help ease some of the, the, some of the situations that people are, are dealing with right now. Yeah. I mean, we, we are in a town that, um, uh, here, uh, also thrives on tourism and, and we have one of the largest school districts and all these people are out of work. 
some are getting paid, some aren't, some are getting paid for two weeks, some need to go on employment. So everyone's situation is, is different. So you know what? I was flipping through social media yesterday and I saw it was DW Bistro's 10 year anniversary. And it's a great restaurant off the strip, but it really put brunch on the map. I've gone there many, many times and had to line up. I know you've gone to Sean and Bryce Krausman actually owns DW Bistro and he also owns house seats, which is a great thing for Las Vegas locals that want to go to shows that have some empty seats they need filled. So we thought, you know what, let's get Bryce on the line. And he said, you know what, I'm not busy. Hi, Bryce. Hey, Bryce. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was a wild, emotional day for sure. <laughs> Well, and I mean, was it as wild as uh, your brunches get? I have many, many um, hazy memories of brunch at DW. It's <laughs> fun because on this last Sunday, we did kind of like a virtual sort of, it wasn't drag brunch, but it ended up being like a bunch of wigs. And there was probably, I think, uh, about a dozen of us at some point from DW uh, clients and friends that were on. And we just started changing wigs throughout the whole, uh, throughout the whole I think it was a four-hour brunch we had on the internet, on Zoom on Sunday. So yes, even virtually, we can still have a lot of uh, a lot of buzz going on from the champagne, for sure. Now tell me, um, you guys, you know, you're off the strip, um, you're local Las Vegas. And I mean, I remember when I used to have to line up at like 9 a.m. just to get in one of your Sunday brunches. I mean, how do you think uh, you were able to create yeah. the buzz and kind of create this everyone's got to be there type feel? I mean, I honestly, how brunch started for us was, um, you know, Dalton and I used to have brunch at the house, but then uh, we uh, we were inside one of the, like, you know, back in the day, the bar is like an outside in or something like that. And we're sitting there having French toast on a Sunday morning, staring at a wall. And I see like these, I see this parent and these kids next to us in the booth next to us. And it's dark in there. And this is back when you can still smoke in the adjacent bar. So I'm like, there's gotta be a better brunch spot in Vegas. And obviously when we came up with uh, DW, the first menu we wrote was the brunch menu uh, because we wanted some place, obviously it was all windows. And and Dana, why you waited so long is we had such a small dining room in the beginning that it was, it was everyone was on top of one another. I mean, it was part of the kitsch too, is being close to everybody. But yeah, you had to line up. Uh, we had, you know, sometimes it was a ruthless line. Uh, we had to go out there and kind of corral the line, make sure people, you know, you know, got behind other people and held their place. We were, we had a Starbucks in the shopping center, so everybody got a little coffee before. People started lining up like eight thirty, nine o'clock, because we opened at ten a.m. So yeah, that line was that line was fierce. And and what is the the secret recipe to uh, creating a buzzy brunch like that? I mean, definitely loving on people. I mean, we're out there hugging when we open the door. Uh, we 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 it, we just treat it like you're coming to our home, and it's just one big party. You're like you're greeted with your champagne right there in your hand. <laughs> you might be holding that champagne for a couple hours before you get your table, so that's where the buzz comes in, um, you know. And then just bringing your friends. And I think the one thing I've discovered now that we haven't had brunch for a hot minute is, uh, you know, I've been able to actually have brunch. Uh, usually when you're the host, you you kind of don't get a chance to be a part of people's conversations. You kind of get to whiz by and you might top off someone's glass, but now we actually get to be part of the conversation and, and hear what people are talking about. Because the one thing brunch is, is that uh, conversation starting moment for the week. It sets you off for the week. It wraps up your week, whatever it might be for you. Uh, but I think, you know, we tapped into that, like, just let everything go there, you know, 
there's celebrities in there. There's all of you guys, the newscasters. Everybody comes in, and everybody's the same. Like everybody waits the same. Everybody's part of the same party, um, you know. And that's what that's what makes everybody just our guards down, like you are right now at home. Like everybody's just just feeling relaxed, and that's how DW's feeling is always always is. It's relaxed, even though we're chaotic, and the kitchen's chaos, and the bar might be chaos, and the host stand might be chaos, and all of those things. We're just still gliding through like swans, like making sure you don't notice that. But we just want you to have a good time while you're there. Yeah, and you guys it got so big that, I mean, I know that you decided to move locations. It was a few years ago. And was it for a bigger spot or a different vibe or just to expand? Originally, the Gramercy space we, we, we house our house in now was supposed to be for uh, a market. We were going to do like a sort of a grab-and-go DW there. Uh, financially, that didn't work out, but the owners of Gramercy really were insistent on us moving, and we needed the space. And we were already done with our lease at the old spot on Fort Apache. So we moved the restaurant over and we gained, you know, 30, 30 more spots for people. We gained obviously the bigger bar. The bar has been super crucial for us. And then the outdoor patio space at Gramercy has been a huge help on Sundays for sure. Yeah. And obviously uh, everybody's having to uh, adjust to, you know, this shutdown period that we find ourselves in. Um, what have you guys done to adjust and uh, accommodate the situation. Well, I mean, as as you know, the feeling of DW is something that we really take, you know, a, a special a special place for us because it's hard to recreate that. You recreate recreate that in your homes, and we did do a little bit of to goes in that first week uh, when when uh, the governor had had asked us to close just for to goes. So we did that for the first week. It was a little quiet, and then I actually wanted everybody to. Uh, spend time with their family, go home, figure out what was going on. We had no idea how long this would last for. Unfortunately, I had to lay everybody off, but I did keep some essential people. I kept the chef and I kept our general manager uh, and he's come in and we've done a little bit like this last week we did chilaquiles. So you could buy a pan or a, a half pan of chilaquiles and make it at home for your brunch. Uh, and then we had the virtual brunch side by side. So you could make your chilaquiles, show us what you did, uh, party with us. Like I said, we were wearing all these wigs that day. It was really fun. Uh, played our DJ created a playlist so you can go and download the music like you were at DW uh, and then this upcoming Sunday we'll do the same for Easter um, we'll do a playlist for Easter and we'll do uh, an Easter brunch type menu you can take home with you uh, available on Saturday uh oh yeah that's good to provide that for people and how's the downtime been for you I mean we're all adjusting because I know you are very busy you know and this is this is just different I have never been home like this, you know, my husband will t tell you because I, I work with house seats, my business, my house seats business and with DW. So my office is always moving around. So I had to create a space in my house that was a was my office because, uh, you know, everyone can kind of kind of distract you a little bit in some things. So definitely setting that up for sure. But I like I was telling you, Dana, on a text, I, I'm busier now than when we're working because you're as much as the, you know, there, there's first responders out there for the crisis. We're first responders to our business. When you're the business owner, you are making decisions. You're helping to make sure that your staff is fed. We, you know, we kept, we couldn't maybe afford to keep the restaurant open, but we brought in food to feed our staff so they could come in and grab, you know, to go items from us that they could feed their family. Um, you're just, you're just pivoting and you're, and you're figuring out what you're going to do post this, because I think you, you, you can get wrapped up in all that's going on and, and definitely, you know, allowing some parts that aren't so structured in your day are good. Uh, you know, I, I used to play the piano as a kid. I picked that back up. So now I'm sitting down at the piano and playing a song just to get my, my main, my brain moving away from some of the, 
the feelings you might have and the anxieties that might creep in, um, you know, that kind of stuff. We take the dogs on walks. We try to stay active uh, as much as possible. But yeah, we, life is definitely adjusted to just being at home. Yeah. And you talk about your plans w once things kind of pick up again. Is there going to be one hell of a brunch party? <laughs> <laughs> You know, we had that last final party before Governor Sisolak called things off. It was the it was the Sunday. It was Tuesday, and the Sunday before, you know, we had one last brunch in there, and we we took everyone's temperature that came in. Um, you know, we tried to create a safe zone. Um, obviously, you know, um, disinfecting the restaurants and cleaning and everything, but also kind of just pivoting because I think what people have realized now is what they can do at home. I mean, there will be people rushing out to be out. But I think people have realized what it means to be home with their family. And so creating that atmosphere so that we can offer more things that DW to go family style, um, creating that moment at home once a week, because we're still going to have this feeling of like that togetherness has something that we're going to cherish. The time with your kids probably won't ever come back to you in this way where you're participating in their homeschooling and all these other things, but you're also participating with them. You're, you're learning to put your phone down and they're watching what we're doing. Like, you know, if you think about kids of the depression where they came out, you know, they were grateful for a lot of things. I think, you know, this is definitely going to be a lot smaller time frame than, than what they had as far as being home. Yes. Coming out of it, what we do as a society to pivot and change and, and work our businesses and move things forward. It's going to be really interesting to watch how people have appreciated this time and what that will do, you know, for them in the future. But yes, one big party for brunch is definitely, <laughs> definitely in, in the cards for sure. I mean, we were going right. to have a 10 year celebration this last Sunday, um, similar to one we had done before, like a gospel type brunch that obviously didn't go forward. So we will try to celebrate that 10 year anniversary in some form or fashion, you know, when we're able to. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, things open back up, everyone slowly is going to get back to a routine and then maybe you have something, you know, a month down the road, a few weeks down the road or whatever. But yeah. um, you, you run house seats. Tell us about house seats because Sean and I have talked about this before. It's a great thing for uh, locals here in Las Vegas to see shows and what's going on with the business there. So we started uh, 15 years ago here in Las Vegas with house seats and it came out of a need uh, for the shows I worked on over the years all the way back from 2000 from Blue Man Group when I worked for them um, so it was it was one of those things that you know we always needed a full house and it is it is expanded we we recently launched a, a restaurant portion of it called house eats that was helping restaurants to get some gain some ground with customers I think for us it's you know we are ambassadors for our city we are the ones who are gonna come back and help say Vegas on a local level because Travel isn't just going to turn around and everyone's going to be flying to Vegas right away. So we have to support the shows, whether there's, you know, some reduced ticket prices out there to get people back. I know that, you know, uh, you know, 9-11, you know, really hurt Broadway a lot for a number of months, almost years. And so the locals in the New York tri-state area had to come back to their shows and remember what it is to go back, back and be part of the entertainment and how we're responsible to keep a lot of these shows going. I know some of them have probably closed permanently as a result of this because everybody you realize everybody was on a certain margin on a certain edge of where they were before this happened that you know people living paycheck to paycheck but some things are living payroll to payroll and you have to realize some stuff this this virtually hurt a lot so you know we will bounce back um, the shows here in Las Vegas are great they are a pivotal part of our our culture in Vegas um, and so you know we have seen 
we have seen over the 15 years from recession times to other times with house seats how important getting back into this uh into this entertainment is and how how vital the locals are to keeping uh things alive when tourists aren't coming to town right and i love that even while some of these shows aren't going on you're still steering people in the direction of where they can find enter entertainment and things to entertain them while at home yeah i mean like jeff sevillico has been doing a juggling course i mean you know some so everyone's going through this in their own way i know there's some artists that we've reached out to who've come to vegas on a on a on a typical uh, uh, time frame, but you know everybody's dealing with this part in their own way. Um, artists are creating new things. They'll be they'll be coming out with new things, but we're all you know we're all sort of feeling this at the same time. And so you have to allow people to have their moments, but also when they're ready to share their their art. I mean they're going to come out and they're going to do it whether that's Facebook Lives and I'll tell you Zoom. I, you know I've ne <laughs> I've never used that in my life until now, and it's been fascinating playing virtual happy hours and games with family and um, all these methods, Skypes and whatnot, where I don't use a whole lot of that because I like the contact person to person, but this is just the same. Seeing you guys' face right now is is absolutely amazing because it's just like I am with you and we're I hugging. Know. And then I, 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 as soon as I usually do these calls, I go and I hang, when I hang up, I hu hug my husband like 20 times. He's like, why are you hugging me? I said, because that's as many people as I saw today that I wanted to hug and I'm hugging you for them. Oh, I know. I know. my favorite thing to do is like hug people and be like, how are you? And can't do that right now. So I, I'm hugging him extra for each person I see. <sighs> yeah, no, it's interesting. It is great. I, I must say some of the live streams and the interviews that we've been doing and the recorded podcast, it is nice to see the faces of people I know and, and yeah. in the community. So it definitely is a, is a big deal. Um, real quick, I want to backtrack to house yeah. seats for folks that don't know what it is. Um, okay. How does it work? Because I think a lot of locals might want to sign up for this once this is all over and go, I want to start going to more shows and embracing the entertainment community and supporting them. Yeah, so the membership start at $39. That gives you a two-month membership, but most of our memberships are sold their annual memberships. So you pay a fee to belong, and then you get free tickets to the shows when the shows need to fill their houses. Um, there's also some good discounts out there that we notify you of, but mostly it's just to fill the houses when there is a need uh, and a reach out on that level to market the show, to give awareness to the show, to keep the show full. If there's a new act coming in, if there's a celebrity coming to the show or a viewer, that, that's, where, that's where we come in handy. And we've given away like 6 million show tickets in uh, 15 years. Wow, it's so amazing. People have, people have gone out and done things courtesy of House Seats and we're really blessed and grateful for the locals who have been part of our site. We're in other cities as well, not just Las Vegas, because there is a need in other cities for the same methodology for the shows and for the venues. So it's been super exciting to do this for this many years. It's, it's one of those feelings when you leave work on a Friday afternoon and you realize how many people are just going out and having a good time and and they're you know they're definitely patronizing the casinos and bringing more money into the property and more awareness to the shows it's really gratifying to do this business yeah and i think that you know for something like that it also helps the artist the singer the performer the comedian because they want to look out and see a full house too you know so if they've got some holes to fill why not have people that live here and have a membership be able to fill those holes and get it's just it's a win win for everyone and the, and the artist really loves that interaction because now they have these new fans and that follow them, whether they 
whether they go on house seats for free or whether they pay. We have members who love Bronx Wanderers and we have people that love, you know, uh, Matt Franco. Like people, people literally like love the artists that they become these fans now for people because now they have an opportunity to see them. And Bryce, listen, we love you. We thank oh. you for being a part of our community. You've just, we wanted to talk to you because you really embrace everything. I mean, you're you're a local oh. that a lot of people know. You're a friend. You you run a restaurant off the strip. You've got house seats. It helps local sea shows. So I don't know. I don't think you can add anything else to your resume. I, you know what? I'm I'm still campaigning for her, even though she's no longer a candidate. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm continuing to raise awareness for um, take, paying attention to your elected officials, for sure. So those who can speak up in this time and who are speaking out about ways to make things better, I, I would be on their bandwagon too, for sure. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. I love you guys too. I love you guys. You guys have been, you guys are rocks to look out for too. I've watched you guys for a long time. I've watched you guys for a long, long time. And your support for the restaurant has been huge. And I'm so grateful for that. Dana, you're always bringing Matt Goss and, you know, it, <laughs> It's so it's so special to it's so special to have read all the things people have posted and liked and even yeah. go through those photos and and share that with people that we have we've 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 we're all in this together right now to build our community back to you know what it to better than it was. Right, it's the place to be. I love it. it Thank is. you, Bryce, for your positivity. We appreciate it. And we look forward to eating at DW again <laughs> and uh, giving you a big hug when in the when we get the all clear. Yes, yes virtual yeah. hugs. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right. you, Bryce. So much, Love you guys. Thanks so much. And since we're on the topic of food, our latest sponsor, Your Way Restaurant, is open for pickup. You can place your order online at yourwayrestaurant.com or purchase for delivery on popular apps like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, and Postmates. Yeah, it's in Las Vegas, and it's locally owned and operated. It's at the corner of Westlake Mead and Jones. And you know what? They use fresh ingredients made your way. And you pick, they make it. It's that simple. And even during this time of quarantine, they are cooking up breakfast and lunch from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And also, here's a deal for you. Mention Vegas Revealed when you order. And they're going to throw in a free pancake or waffle with a build-your-own breakfast. Go to yourwayrestaurant.com for more information. Their food is so good. You definitely want to get an order placed and get that free pancake or waffle. Uh, we also want to mention another sponsor, offthestrip.com. They're doing a lot to keep you informed during these uncertain times. Yeah, the website's the largest business and event directory, and it's full of local information. It also has a classified section for Las Vegas. Now, they continue to keep that information flowing with a coronavirus local resource guide, too. Check them out at offthestrip.com. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's go tonight. Let's go tonight. All right. We usually do Dana and Sean's secret tips in this spot, but obviously with things kind of on hold here in Las Vegas and so many places around the world, we kind of just thought we'd keep you updated on some of the things that have been useful to us and some of the experiences that we've had. Sean, you and I obviously keeping our eye on small business information and something that we have noticed has really helped are some of these telephone town halls and town halls that are people are even having video town halls from our, you know, our senators, our congressmen and, and women and things like that. Yeah. And it's really important to look for these opportunities to get the latest information, because even I know as we've been dealing with with our local bank, there's a lot of confusion even within the banking world about 
how things are going to get done, how this is all rolling out, and who is qualifying for it. So if you can get information straight from the source, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, and be able to ask questions. That's what they also allow, which is really great. So keep your keep your eye out. So many people have questions, they're frustrated, and we think some of these resources have been really, really helpful. Um, last weekend, gosh, what day is it? It's uh, Today we're recording this on a Tuesday. <laughs> on Saturday, I took a walk. Uh, I live sort of near the Strip, and so I decided to take a walk and um, see what it was like out there. And, you know, Sean, I, I posted a video on my social. It really kind of shows that, you know, obviously the streets are empty, as they should be, there was a lot of like motor traffic and something that I noticed, um, there were a lot of motorcyclists out, which I thought, okay, you're solo. You're away from everyone. Yeah, it's a pretty good idea. It's a good motorcycle riding time. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting to see the front areas just kind of so quiet and, you know, the kind of velvet rope blocking the entrances to some of those entrances that you used to be able to enter right from the strip. Like maybe it was the Sahara's um, beer garden there in a little sports book area. Um, and just, um, you know, everything just remaining quiet and, and staying still. Um, but, um, people kept saying, did it feel weird? And I thought, you know what? I'm not sure. It more felt like, like a Sunday morning, an early Sunday morning where not everyone's quite out just yet. That's what it felt like to me. Cause there was traffic and noise yeah. and people. Yeah. yeah. People are still getting down there to check out what it, what the strip looks like when it's empty, but it, it, there is a weird feeling I think the part that's definitely weird is, you know, there's a big police presence down there to block off the mm -hmm. entrances to the resorts to traffic. So if you do drive down there, you can't just yeah. pull in and, and do whatever you want. The police are definitely down there uh, kind of regulating. Right. I did notice I walked by the convention center construction and it was a Saturday, but there were a few workers out there, you know, I wonder if they were just doing some weekend stuff or some final touches or whatever, but that, that project seems to still be moving forward. There were construction workers out there. I did not see any construction workers and haven't seen any at the uh, old, oh, well, it was the fountain blue and now it's going to be the drew. So, but that's been, whew. The longest project in the history of Las Vegas, I feel like. <laughs> Man, that's been on again, off again, on again. It's, it's, yeah, we'll yeah. see. I, yeah. I don't know. Are we taking bets on whether that gets finished or not? I know. But you've been doing some fun stuff at home and maybe something that, you know, one of our listeners might want to do. Well, so what we did is we found what we're, we're making homemade limoncello. So <laughs> we have this big glass jug. And I forget how many lemons. It was a whole bunch of lemons that were we peeled. And um, well, I didn't do it. My husband okay. Shane did it. Okay. So, but we're collectively waiting for the limoncello to be done. Um, but you you peel the lemons and let the the peels like sit in vodka for I think it's four weeks. What? It's, okay. Yes, for a long time. So it gets really lemony flavor and then you have to strain that all out so that okay. it, none of the particles are are in the the liquor part of it and then you add simple <laughs> syrup to it and uh that gives you your your limoncello and then we're gonna we're gonna bottle it up okay well i look forward to trying this in four weeks so do i 
<laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, but that's a fun little project you can watch and, and sit. I, yeah, I've been um, cooking and, and exercising at home. And I was, you and I did an Instagram live the other day, and I was showing folks my at home um, unique kind of makeup workout equipment. I have a step, some hand uh, weights. <laughs> I was impressed at, at how much equipment just kept coming out of every area of your home. It's like all the things I never used. And then now the thing, you know, I pulled out the, the thigh master. It got, <laughs> I tagged Suzanne Summers on Twitter and I said, listen, I, I can't, I look, I found this in the closet and guess what? She's back, baby. The thigh master is in full effect. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> so hey, anyway. thanks so much for joining us on episode 13. We hope that there are, are signs of a light at the end of the tunnel when we join you next week. That's right. But continue to stay home and we'll be staying home with you. Thanks, everyone. Vegas, baby. Let's go tonight.